Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. Dan, do you hate France? France? Mm. What? Come on, again the word hate. No one said, no one talked about hate. We said no one likes friends except the French. We don't say we, you said that. What's the opposite of like? I said that. I've never actually been to France. (laughs) What? Never been to France. (laughs) You are joking. No, seriously, yeah. yeah. You've never been to France? I believe that. Yeah? Yeah. What reason would he have to make that up? (laughs) (laughs) You've never been to France? No, never been under the Channel Tunnel or anything like that. There are other ways to get to France. You can get a boat. I've met some very nice French people in my time, though. So So you're pro France? I'm not anti France. (laughs) That's pro. I just I couldn't get over when Dre announced today that he was a France hater. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a France hater. I don't I don't What's like the opposite the of a Francophile. Anti Francophobe. Francophobe. You're of course wearing a very fetching France uh, It is a very fetching. Jersey. It's from the Cantona era. Mm. Cantona of course. played about two games for France, though, didn't he? He did, yeah. <laughs> but he's my favourite French player of all time. Is he really? I think all those so. French players, that's an odd choice. Him and Samir Nasri. Everybody loves Samir Nasri. <laughs> yeah, the podcast sponsored by Drip Doctors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough of that. Joining me, Ian McCourt, on today's One Football Podcast is Dan Burke. Hello. Lewis Ambrose. Hi. And Andre Gonzalvish. Morning. Uh, the usual email to get in touch is podcast.onefootball.com. Get all your questions in there, or you can get onto iTunes, give the pod a rating, and uh, leave a comment to let us know how you think we're doing. Now, I was leaving through some of the pre-World Cup quotes the other day, and some of the players were talking about their first World Cups and their memories and all that sort of thing, and it made me feel, oh, so very, very old. <laughs> Especially Marcus Rashford. His first World Cup memory? 98, was it? 2010. Bloody hell. Oh, no, oh 2010. Really? 20, How old is he? Marcus David Beckham. Ni- Marcus Rashford never saw David Beckham play at a World Cup. Oh, or it doesn't no. remember it. <laughs> Mine was uh, 1990, which probably gives you a, a good barometer of how old you're I am. 50, you're 57, so. Yeah, 57. Uh, and it was Packy Bonner in that sort of glorious yellow jersey puffing at his cheeks and punting the ball down, <laughs> literally punting the ball as long and hard as he could. And Kevin Sheedy eventually drawing Ireland level against England. And my wherever I was at the time with my parents, it's the whole place went absolutely bedlam. Uh, so that, that, that was my very first World Cup memory. Uh, did I ever tell you guys about my Packy Bonner story? Did yes. I ever tell that? I well, did. you told okay. me, anyway. <laughs> about me being in the Packy Bonner fan club? Yeah. Yeah. Was that like an official thing? You got like... I think, cars from him stuff, yeah. Or, yeah. but I think I might have been the only member <laughs> <laughs> but he did and because I was obviously the only member of the Packy Bonner fan club he gave me and my dad a guided tour of uh, Parkhead oh brilliant yeah and my mum forgot to wind on the film of the camera and all the photos were lost oh. <laughs> I've never been more devastated in my life uh, Dre, I presume growing up in Portugal, Packy Bonner was an inspiration. Nobody was interested in Deco Everyone or anybody like those. crazy about him, yeah. What, your, your first World Cup memory while we're here sharing? 94, the final. I was, uh, was cheering for Italy because I really like most of, the, of their players. Mm-hmm. And uh, the penalty shootout was, was a bit of a trauma for me. I remember <clears throat> I was watching that game. I was spending some time on the beach and I was watching that game with, uh, with my family. And I was really frustrated after that. 
And it was not, not even Portugal. It was just Italy. But. That would just exp- is this the sort of source of your negativity in life, Andre? Have <laughs> oh, we discovered there are a it? lot of things. <laughs> no, don't get me started. <laughs> Dan, twenty ten or before that? Uh, a little bit before that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I remember. Um, I remember that final, that ninety four final. Um, the first World Cup that I probably got invested in was ninety eight. Okay. Uh, Michael Owen against Argentina and David Beckham against Argentina and all that. Um, no, that wasn't 98, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Yeah. France, yeah. 98. But my favourite World Cup, perversely, is 2002. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the bizarre kickoff times of that game. I remember getting <laughs> up at like 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to watch China v Costa Rica. Because uh, Paolo Wanchot was playing against Sunji High. <laughs> Didn't have many friends in those days, you can probably imagine. Um, I wonder why. Yeah, and then again, there was England v Argentina, Beckham scoring that penalty, and John Motson um, going on about hold on to your dinner plates and all this sort of stuff because it kicked off at like lunchtime and everyone was watching it on the lunch hour at work and um, going into school and watching games uh, on the gym, in the gym at the school yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That, were, that World Cup sort of passed me by. I spent the summer in Vancouver. Mm. And there was no way I was getting up at whatever so time. So all the games were in the middle of the night for yeah, you. Yeah, one for Ireland though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I remember I fell asleep during the Ireland-Spain <laughs> game and then woke up for the penalties. <laughs> I had a lot of beer, which would explain <laughs> I it. always remember um, Camacho soaked in sweat. Oh yeah. Permanently soaked in yeah, sweat yeah, yeah. on that World Cup. Yeah. It's probably my best Wasn't memory of that one. World Cup. It was the one, yeah, the only one. As a, as a coach. Lewis? Uh, my first memory of a World Cup isn't even of me watching anything. I just remember my dad celebrating Dennis Burkamp's goal against Argentina oh. as a diehard Arsenal fan. Burkamp's mm. brought the ball down, and my dad just went mad. <laughs> um, that's my first, yeah, like thing I can remember going on at home and that kind of thing is just. If, I don't even think we were really sitting down watching the game. I think it was like looking at it through a doorway because he was doing something in another room. And um, yeah, but I think everybody remembers that one. The World Cup wasn't a staple in the Ambrose household growing up? It was, but I think that was like a late afternoon game and there was, I don't know, dinner being prepared or some work being done in the garden or something. I think something else was going on. Something much more interesting than watching... Uh no 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 <laughs> which is why he was still watching it when he probably wasn't supposed to be <laughs> okay so we're going to break this down on a group by group basis with a couple of questions thrown in along the way and we'll start off with uh, group A and you Andre which contains the hosts Russia Egypt Uruguay and Saudi Arabia it's the group of death by boredom I think <laughs> or, or is that being a bit too harsh no it's the, if you think about it this opening game must be one of the most boring opening games of all time oh, with uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia but it can um, only go up from there if, if you were if you think about it if the, if the the whole thing was about oil it would be an incredible game <laughs> Yeah. But it's not. So uh, it's. I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> okay. So that exciting. what can we look forward to in this group? What's the sort of interesting things for this one? Uh, really looking forward to Egypt. I think they have uh, a, an inter- interesting team, and um, I, they might be uh, the surprise on, on in this group. I, I'm not seeing Saudi Arabia um, doing anything. I'm. I would be surprised if they get a point out of this. Um, Russia are playing at home. I don't think they're particularly good or strong. Um, And Uruguay are the best team in the group. So it would be Uruguay topping the group and then Russia and Egypt going for the second place. Okay, we'll come back to Uruguay in a second. What's the latest on Salah? Is he fit? 
Is he ready to carry Egypt? How far can he carry Egypt? I'm I'm not seeing him carrying the country on his back. Um, but it might do something special. But I don't. I'm I'm not seeing him carrying the the team. Okay, round of sixteen. Best case scenario, I would say, yeah. Did you see that clip of Salah with the fan, by the way? I didn't. It was like uh, the Egypt team were getting off the bus at their training base and this fan came over for a selfie and the fan grabbed him around the shoulder and grabbed his shoulder and Salah like, proper winced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah really? like, not that shoulder, yeah, yeah. So Positive said, signs. Yeah, he said yeah. everything was fine to the journalists, but okay. uh, I don't think everything is fine just yet for him. Even if there is any, any pain with uh, a lot of painkillers, it would be fine. Yeah. So... Okay. Uh, I'm interested to talk about Uruguay, who you've already mentioned. They impressed in qualification, came second only to Brazil. Pretty competent manager, plenty of talent, World Cup pedigree. I think they could, they they could, could do things in you, this you, World Cup. You've said, you said it all. Uh, oh, okay. It's, um, <laughs> Summed it up. It's, it's one of my uh, favorite teams in, in South America. It has been for years and years. I, I really like, I really like uh, Oscar Tavares. It has been... In the in the national team for so long, and doing such a great job, um, the amount of players he groomed from the 120s to top stars in Uruguay, it, it's it's fantastic, and um, it depends a lot on the team they're gonna get when they they go through the, the group stage on the on the round of 16. But they can they can be a surprise in the, in this World Cup. Okay, so they will get somebody from Group B. If I've done this correctly. Exactly. Yeah. Group B is a bit more interesting, obviously, than the group of death by boredom. Portugal, Spain, Iran, and the hosts of the 2020 World Cup. The 2022 World Cup. Morocco. No. 2026. Oh, 2026. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think they're going to they're going to host the club World Cup. Next year, by the way, that's what what I meant. Also, that Uh, I think we I think we know who's going to go through on this one, don't we? Uh, I'm. I don't know. I'm not that sure. I think. I think. What? Spain are clearly the best team in a group. Yeah. Um, Portugal would be, in theory, the second best. Um, the first game is going to be the key to the whole group because uh, if we get a draw between the two teams, I think they're both going to progress. Um, if Portugal lose to Spain. It's going to be complicated because Morocco isn't, they're not as easy as most people think. Morocco didn't concede in African qualifying. They, yeah, they were one, one of the one goal. They were by far the best African team uh, on the qualifying uh, stage. And Iran is, is a quite compact and complicated team to beat. And they didn't concede a lot of goals on a qualifying stage as well. They were the first a- Asian team to, to, to clinch the, um, the qualifying. Is Carlos Kuros in charge there? Yeah, still, still, still the old man. Yeah, okay. and um, we now just see Carlos Cruz once every four years mm-hmm. in charge of some team at a World Cup. <laughs> Is this like the fifth World Cup for him? That M- many must be. I've lost count. I think I think he was there with South Africa. United I think States. he was Iran's coach last time. Iran yeah, I think with yeah, he first coach in to do two World Portugal Cups. as well. Yeah, yeah, it must be. Like, so you're be. feeling a bit skeptical about Portugal then. Why so skeptical? Is this just I, your nature, or is this just is this actual reality here? The, I, I I don't because know because we're talking about on. the European champions. I I don't I'm, I don't know what's going on with the uh, the mentality of the group right now with all the situation going on with Sporting. We're talking about four players that are part of the of the national squad. Um, it's really hard because a lot of players they don't have their future defined before the World Cup. 
So some of them, they might feel that this is going to be the defining moment for their careers. And that's a, that's terrible when it comes to this kind of events. Um, Surely that's exactly what you want. Players who are motivated and want to define themselves on the biggest stage. No, I want I want <laughs> oh. players to be mature and know exactly what they need to do on the pitch, regardless of their future. That's what I want. We'll never get a club management gig together, Dre. Probably not. No. Um, and um, and yeah, I think the first game is going to be really the defining moment for 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 Portugal. Okay. If they if they get a draw, worst case scenario draw, of course, if yeah. they're complete, they're capable of beating Spain. I have no doubts about it. But if they get a draw of the, of this game, uh, they 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 might go through. Spain are low key favorites. Mm. Yeah. Do you think they're low key? I think they're. Pretty, I think they've sort of flown under the radar a little bit. A lot of people are talking about Brazil, Germany, they, France, but Spain, Spain to me are they're, low key they're favorites. The best squad. In my opinion, is whether uh, they. I mean, they we'll come, we'll come gr- to it later because they they, they don't have a great coach, but they have a. No, great they've squad. got problems in midfield, which is weird for Spain. Do you think they have problems in midfield? I think they've they've yet to get their selection right. Not problems because they're not good, but they don't. They have a lot of they, quality. Is who that? to pick? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the it's the selection problem whether and whether you fit in Asensio oh, or whether you go they, for a more having, uh, having too many qualities is never a problem. <laughs> no, I mean getting but getting it's a good it right, one to have. It, yeah. it, I mean it's obviously not the worst problem to have, but I do think that they've that they need to get that balance right in midfield if they're. If they're there are some concerns again with with the Spain mostly with the fitness of some players because I'm not sure if they're going to be really fit to to play the World Cup, um, and and of course the coach that I don't think yeah. is particularly good. As for Group C, in case you didn't know, it's France, Australia, Peru, Denmark, and I would put it to you, Mister Lewis Ambrose, that one. Of, this is one of the more interesting ones. Yeah, I think it could be. I I don't know. The World Cup always throws up surprises and. The, groups that you think might be interesting are sometimes dull and vice versa um, but I think I don't fancy Australia's chances but I think anyone else will be quite optimistic that they can go through for Peru or Denmark you mean yeah that, so Peru and Denmark are both unbeaten in their last 15 games each what? of them Peru haven't lost since November 2016 they lost to Brazil in qualifying and since then they've beaten Uruguay they've beaten Iceland Croatia a few weeks ago um, yeah and they've done it playing pretty good football by all accounts as well so they, they're not just sitting back and taking pressure and then trying to hit someone on the counter attack or with a set piece they're actually keeping the ball and passing it around they ripped Scotland apart a week or, a week or two ago I mean I think we'd have a good um, chance yeah Scotland I fancy our point. chances but no. yeah and they've got Paulo Guerrero as well so that definitely won't be boring Paulo Guerrero who mm. is a bit of a lunatic on the pitch that's and, great I love that and off the pitch was banned from this World Cup for doing cocaine only cocaine I, then, I then not banned then banned again and has had another successful appeal and is now going to captain uh, Peru at the World Cup at the age of like 34. Might That's, be time for him to grow up. But perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Denmark, of course, will be rocked by the news that there's no Nicholas Bentner. I've been rocked by the news that there's no Nicholas yeah. Bentner. I think we all wanted to see him at the World Cup, didn't <laughs> I think we? we did. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you had to choose between Peru and Denmark, which one are you going to go for? I think Peru. Wow. I didn't expect you to say that. Uh, I do want to focus on France a little bit here. Um, am I the only one who hasn't been convinced by them? No. no. Oh, I think okay. I think everybody's not been convinced by them. No. Ton, tons of talent, but it's, not necessarily a team. It's similar to two years ago when they had this amazing talent and 
scraped their way through to the final of the Euros and then were awful in the final, even though they were hosting the tournament. It didn't seem to lift them that Too much. Too many moths. There's, there was a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, there is so much talent. Um, but yeah, the way that it's used, it isn't used. Basically, I, they're not put out in a way to get the best from the talent. N'Golo Kante plays this weird in front of the defence role and we all know that he's better playing a bit further up the pitch and being allowed to really use his energy. And yeah, and I think as well, there's so much talent, but so much, so much of it is so young that this World Cup might just be a bit too soon. For you imagine what Mbappe and Pogba and Dembele are going to look like in four years, yeah. and that's terrifying. Umtiti and Varane at the back as well, but maybe it's just a bit early now. Yeah, I think that the defense is quite clumsy. Um, I really don't trust off of the defense, to be honest. And and the coach. I wouldn't go to Deschamps anywhere. I mm. really don't don't think he's the man, the right man for the job. Dan, you're a skeptical. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, we talk about Didier Deschamps every time. I think. I think Hugo Lloris. I'm, I'm not convinced yeah. by him. The most overrated though. goalkeeper yeah. in the world. Yeah. He let a pretty soft goal in against. Uh, was it USA? They played the other yeah. one. They drew. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. when it comes to potential, they're the team with more potential by far and they're going to go far in uh in a world cup when i say far at least quarterfinals they're going to be there uh, but it's going to be the, the one moment they're going to screw up i don't know why but i have that feeling mm. okay as for group d there is argentina croatia nigeria and iceland and i'm gonna call it now argentina are not going to go far in this tournament Dre doesn't think they're going to get out of the group. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I'm skeptical about them getting yeah, out of I, the group. I definitely can see that as well. I, I don't think they'll go as far as the quarterfinals, and I could see them really struggling to break down Iceland. And then the other two games against Croatia and Nigeria are pretty much on a level footing. I would say Nigeria, I think, beat them a few months ago in Russia. Yeah, that's right. In a friendly. Um, yeah, I. The whole um, the whole setup is is a complete really mess. It, yeah, it's, a mess, yeah. It, it's so four years ago they got to the final because they were just really solid and let Messi do his thing, and now they aren't solid and Messi is still the best player in the world, but he's thirty years old and can't. I don't think the age is a problem. He's he's the best player in the world, but he's not the player that he was four years ago. I, th- I think there are a lot of uh, other problems I, in, I the, think, in, the, in the team. So if you compare Messi to four years ago, especially in that Argentina team, he would basically come all the way back to the defence and take the ball and run up the pitch playing three or four one-twos with people. And it was just ridiculous. And he did it over and over and over again. Messi now for Barcelona, he, he never worked hard defensively, pressing and that kind of stuff. But he he does it even less now. And it's like... He's just saving himself for uh-huh. those moments more and more. And even those moments, when he does get the ball, he's just not quite as explosive as he was the first five yards. He's not quite as quick as he was. Mm. And I I don't know. And I think Argentina need a hell of a lot more than one special player driving them on. They've got more than one special player, but he's obviously the one. Um but they're going to need a lot more than one player driving them on. They're going to have to suddenly click and understand what Sampaoli wants from them. It's amazing as well that how awful they look, how awful they look through qualifying. And Sampaoli, Chile were one of the teams to watch mm. four years ago. Was- That's what fascinates me is that I thought with Sampaoli that they would... It would be the answer to all their problems. I, I think there's just, in, at international level, there's just not enough time for coaches yeah. to work on what they want to work on. And it, with Chile, Sampaoli was there for years, and before that was Bielsa and a similar style of football. And 
almost the groundwork to build upon and but uh, Argentina he's gone in there and you've just got to start from scratch and it looks impossible a completely impossible job they have no fullbacks as well there's just no fullbacks yeah that's true actually yeah, but they yeah. do have 500 forwards which uh, <laughs> should make up for everything have they figured out who's going to play in front yet? Uh, I think it's it looks like it's going to be Messi and Agu- uh, Aguero no? I think so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. quite good it's not bad <laughs> So if Argentina, if we're skeptical of Argentina going through, how do we see this group ending up? Oh, we have a. This is the group of death, isn't it? Really? This is probably yeah, this is the, the group, group of death. death. Yeah. yeah, we have a permanent question mark named Croatia. Yeah. We never know where we're going to get from <laughs> everything, Croatia. Everything suggests Croatia should be really, exactly, really good. Exactly. Exactly. You, you look at the players they have, and you think, oh, these guys are really good. But it's a lovely combination of silk and steel. That's how I see it, Croatia. It's a good definition, yeah. yeah. But uh, you, we would expect them to to be one of the toughest teams in in the world, and they usually qualify without problems. To, mm. And then in the tournament, they are not as good as uh, everyone expects. It's only once they've ever lived up to their billing, which was of course ninety uh, eight, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But so, this sort of generation, it's like the last three or four international tournaments you've gone into it going oh Croatia could do something <laughs> and then they they make the round of 16 and get knocked out mm. basically but you never know if Modric is on form Mandzukic and Kramaric are playing well then Croatia well, they, I mean they, they have all the elements they, they there should, they should be able to beat anyone on yeah. on a one-off game okay anybody want to actually name their two teams going from this group of death uh, I think Argentina will go through Argentina and Croatia I would say Dre I would say Croatia and Iceland. Oh, um, Nigeria then. Ni- Nigeria and Argentina. <laughs> I, I think Argentina. I think Argentina are going to scrape through. Kit, fool you. That's why. That's, <laughs> Alex Awobi. Did anybody <laughs> see? <laughs> did anybody see how Nigeria turned up at the World Cup? In their white, yeah. in their oh, white yeah. suits. And they're pressing like it's thirty eighteen out here. Give those guys. Give those guys the cup. I know, right? You don't need to play it. Uh, Group E contains the team that are going to win the World Cup, and it's not going to be Costa Rica, Switzerland, or Serbia. So Brazil are going to do it. We're all agreed on that, are we? <laughs> Dan? Not necessarily, no. Oh. I think they're going to be very, very strong. Um, I wouldn't uh, put my house on them winning it. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be very strong indeed. They've come on leaps and bounds since the last World Cup under Dunga. That was a pretty horrible time for <laughs> Brazilian football. which culminated in the Nadeira that was that 7-1 defeat to Germany. Um, I enjoyed that defeat. Since... Oh, I, w- I always want to call him Tite. Well, that's not his name, is it? Tichi. I think Andre has the perfect pronunciation. Tichi. 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 Yeah. Oh, that sounded okay. good. <laughs> Since he's took over September 2016, um, 13 wins, one defeat, uh, three draws in that time. Yeah. Uh, they've also won Olympic gold. So, and they've got a good promising young group of players. I think they've got a good balance, a bit of balance than they've had for a while now. A nice mix of flair and uh, a bit of well. Uh, good organisation so mm. yeah I have high hopes for Brazil at this World Cup up front is one of the more interesting questions it's Jesus or Firmino mm. who would you I mean I know who you would go with Well, who would be, Brazil go with you'd be surprised actually because you know obviously I, I watch Gabriel Jesus a lot I, I, I like him a lot but I think Roberto Firmino is the better player at the moment but he, Gabriel Jesus will start every game pretty much I would have thought he yeah. captained Brazil recently um, he scored it a good goal doesn't mean anything no, it doesn't. Because everyone... They have a rotating system. They have a rotating, rotating yeah. system. Yeah. So I think Miranda is going to be the first one to get the um, the, the captain. But Chich seems to think uh, Firmino and Neymar don't really mm. 
gel well together. In the last, is, in the last time, in the last I thought that would have been a good combination. So I, I, I can see Firmino starting. There's a lot of pressure from the Brazilian media right now to to start Firmino. He, he, it was a bit of the ugly. Ugly duckling in the in the, be- in the beginning. Not after he got those teeth. Yeah, that, no, that's, yeah. Because <laughs> because exactly. uh, um, he left Brazil uh, quite early in his career, and a lot of people didn't know him mm. as good as uh, as well as as we we know it. Uh, and um, you know, Gabriel Jesus is quite is quite of the typical Brazilian player coming from the streets, being uh, one of the best players in, uh, in with Palmeiras and in, with the Brazilian league for quite some time. So. People really like the boy. Uh, but, but Ten goals in 16 games. But right now, in the last couple of games, he wasn't particularly good. So I can see Firmino starting in the in the first first game of the of the World Cup for them. Uh, is there a bit of a maybe a bit of a silly question? But is there an over reliance on Neymar? I think that there's less of a reliance on him this time because um, mm. the, the game they played the other day, they started with um, Jesus, uh, Neymar, Coutinho, and Willian. So they've got like, and Coutinho sort of dropped back into he, more, more of a midfield role. role yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've got lots of attacking options now. I mean, you think about the last World Cup, they, they were rotating Fred and Joe up front, weren't they? Oh, so they've come a long way since then. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I think Neymar's obviously going to be hugely important for them because he's a fantastic player and perhaps, you know, his not perfect 100% fitness going into the tournament could be a little bit of a problem for him but I don't think they're hugely reliant on him like they were so when he gets kicked there by Branislav Ivanovic Brazil will still be okay <laughs> I don't think it's Branislav Ivanovic you're going to get close he's going to be kicked a lot and uh, he, he got used to it so I don't think it's a problem I think the only handicap Brazil have right now is probably the right back Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, Danilo they, or they lost, Fagner. They right? lost Danny Alves, and after that, they have Danilo or Fagner. Mm. I, I personally don't think Danilo is is top top class. Is uh, is going to be the starter, and Fagner is a decent right back. But if you compare the quality of the players in every other position to the one they have as a in, in a right back position. It's this. This is clearly the handicap. This Coutinho thing the other day was interesting as well because it's been a really. They were I think, like you say unbeaten in qualifying, mm. but it's a really steely midfield with Casemiro, mm. um, with Paulinho, Paulinho and Renato Augusto, and then some, yeah. sometimes we still Fern- don't know if Renato Augusto. But then Fernandinho took his place. Hasn't some, really? yeah, yeah, exactly. So Fernandinho came and in for also him recently. Fred was just signed but for, now, for Man United. If, Coutinho is going to drop a bit deeper and one of those misses out then maybe that solid base that got them through qualifying so easily at the midfield could be a bit disturbed I think uh, it's going to depend it's going to depend on the opponent okay that's, I mean that's uh, probably enough Brazil where need to crack on before Demo uh, throws just quickly out, I did that uh, I saw Danilo at Manchester Airport last month did I tell you about this no he was nearly he looked like he was about to miss his flight to Lisbon and he was going to Lisbon for some reason, and he moved. He moved really quickly down that terminal. So, if he can uh, replicate that speed in in Russia, he'll be he was probably right. going to Lisbon to Did get, get a, a photo to with Brazil. Maybe so. Yeah, there are a Did lot of flights between Portugal no? and Brazil. Okay. Uh, Group F, there's a clear winner. That's Germany, but the fight for second place is going to be very interesting. You have the traditionally strong Mexicans, but also uh, a Sweden side who have eliminated the Netherlands and Italy. How do you see it playing out? Mm. Um, I would put my money on Sweden. To go through with with Germany, obviously, then they're going to be quite strong. I think South Korea might surprise a few people this summer. 
Not really. Not not in as much as the league and get out of the group. But I, I, I mean, I think Mexico are in a bit of turmoil at the moment, aren't they? There was that. Story no, that fine. was just Mexican. Everything was <laughs> yeah. fine. Was just Nothing normal. happened. It was just a couple of hookers. That's not right. And the coach. Yeah. Continue. Thirty. Thirty escorts. Yeah. yeah Reported. Yeah, Reported. Reported. The Mexico yeah. squad and their manager. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think South Korea might be might be all right. They've got Son Hyung Min, who's a you know good player for Spurs. Um, Ki Sun Young from Swansea is a player mm. I rate quite highly. Yep. Um, Huang Hee Chan, who uh, starred for Red Bull Salzburg in their Europa League run. So yeah, I, I fancy them to be okay. Okay, they won't get out of the group. Uh, one word about Leroy Sané. Was it the right decision? One word. Yeah, I just want a yes or a no because we've got to push on. No. Yeah. Okay. Very no. good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. no. <laughs> okay, the other two say I, no. You say I, yes. I wouldn't have done it, but he's been really poor in all of his games for Germany, and if he doesn't fit the way that Germany are going to play, then I think it's I think you can justify it more than the outrage. I also think there was a lot more outrage in England than there was in Germany. Mm, yes, <laughs> that, that was interesting. That yeah. there, there wasn't that much. I don't of a think the Germans were Germany. that bothered about no. it. Plus, they got Marco Royce, so they're doing okay. <laughs> uh, on to the final two uh, groups, which are G and H. England and Belgium, obviously the two clear favourites. But I want to say something a bit controversial here, and I feel a little bit dirty about it. <clears throat> I think England are actually going to do well. Hey, football's <laughs> coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Am I off my rocker with this one? Or? I've just been listening to Three Lions on loop for about a week, by the way. <laughs> I think England could actually do something. I've been saying for a while that I think England will get to the semi-final. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't want to say that much. Yeah, they won't. I don't think they're not going to win it. No. No chance. But yeah, I think that the lack of pressure on the team going into this tournament, everyone seems very relaxed. Gareth Southgate's making all the right noises, playing some nice football. That They've got some good young players there. So, yeah, I think it, it's going to come together nicely for them this summer. And no burden of history. No. It's, it's like a clean slate for yeah, the entire the squad. Old, yeah. There's none of that Gerard Lampard nonsense no, hanging no over. Baggage, yeah. No the, baggage, yeah. The, the manager as well. The, it's a yeah. really young team. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think England are going to... Possibly, I don't think they're going to win the tournament, but I think they'll be one of the surprises of the World Cup. I think people will be shocked by how solid England look under Gareth Southgate. Okay. Uh, Belgium. Andre, you're a bit sceptical about them. They have a great, great team. Um, I don't particularly like the, the coach, and um, I think they're going to screw up. <laughs> There's going to be a moment they're going to screw up, and uh, that's going to be because they don't have the, the coach to, to pull it up, to, to me, to be honest. But... Um, yeah, I think that's it, probably a pretty fair assessment. And yeah. about England, I think it's going to be the same old thing: round of sixteen, quarterfinal, best case scenario. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, We're I, fine. <laughs> I, I think they'll probably get over. Uh, finally, to Group H: Poland, Japan, Colombia, Senegal. Oof, it's a clash of styles that one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, anybody have anything they want to say about this one? Um, I like look of Poland actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lewandowski. Team or just player. as a nation? Oh, both, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter Zielinski, who's a player that I rate quite highly as well from Napoli, so it'd be nice to see him do something this summer, yeah. So you're saying Poland and Colombia? Poland and Colombia, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I, I think that Senegal has, has uh, they have, they has a, a chance, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. This group's wide open. This yeah, group's really, yeah. really wild. Um, yeah, but I, th- I can see Senegal um, going through and be the, the, the African club the African team to, to get to the round of 16 okay it's prediction time 
who is going to flop like Pele without a special medicine? <laughs> <laughs> I think Portugal, actually. Sorry, Dre, but yeah. I, might be. I've got a feeling Portugal won't even get out of their group, actually. Dre? Uh, Argentina. Oh, we've, yeah, we talked about yeah, Argentina. Yeah, we talked about it. Lewis? France. France, okay. Surprise package? Iran. Oh. <laughs> you just I thought you might have gone for out. South Korea after all your <laughs> no, talk no, of South no. Korea. Yeah. Carlos Quiros knocking out Portugal. Yeah. I, drew, yeah. I drew around in the office sweepstakes, so I've got some of the Lewis, surprise package? Um, Saudi Arabia, they're going to beat Russia in the opening game. <laughs> wow. We're going crazy here. They really? weren't that bad against Germany the other night. Yeah, but they Germany, were, they were actually okay. That is yeah. true. Yeah. German, are, are, were Germany particularly good? Germany played like Germany play until it gets to a quarterfinal and then they turn into some brilliant team. <laughs> it, it is amazing how they do that. Okay, so for me, it would be Colombia and Serbia. Colombia and Serbia, very yeah. good. Who's going to be the star of this show? Harry Kane. Yes, <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. I actually want to hear Raheem Sterling. Just to shove oh, yeah, it up. I love that, yeah. Thing is going to be Mbappe, by far. Mbappe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tony Kroos. Oh, we all love Tony Kroos, don't we? The, the supermarkets in Germany are giving out stickers at the moment. I don't know if you've been collecting I've them. I've seen, yeah. I'm collecting them. Got Tony Kroos yesterday. Was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finally the big one. Uh, who's going to win it? I am going with Brazil. Yeah, me too. Spain. Last word to Dan. Germany. Germany. Very good. Okay, that's all from us today. My thanks to Dan, Andre Lewis, and producer Demo, of course. We are we will be recording during the World Cup. So keep the questions coming in, keep listening, and uh, thanks for that.